Joining us now in studio is His Excellency, President of the Court, Agostino Ramadani. A very good afternoon to you, sir, and welcome. Thank you. Good afternoon. Now, you had a very busy day today, I might imagine. I know, <laughs> especially with around here in the your news media. Yes. Firstly, explain to us the mandate of the African Court. Well, the mandate of... Actually, there is what we call the Charter, the African Charter of Human and People's Rights. Now, that charter started uh, and it uh, created what is called the African Commission of Human and People's Rights, which oh, sometimes people call it the Banjul mm-hmm. uh, Commission. Mm-hmm. Now, the charter w- w- came into fo- w- was uh, adopted in Nairobi, Kenya, 1981. Mm-hmm. Now, the Banjul Commission has got dual mandates. One is to promote human rights, and two, to protect human rights. Unfortunately, that commission does not have by, um, teeth. So they only make recommendations, and the state can take or refuse them. Mm-hmm. So the heads of states decided that they should have something which will have uh, decisions which will be enforceable. Mm-hmm. Binding so decisions. The binding is. decisions. Mm-hmm. So they came up with a protocol to the establishment, the protocol to the African Charter of Human and People's Rights to the, on the establishment of the African Court of Human and People's Rights. Mm-hmm. And that protocol uh, wa, uh, was adopted in Ouagadougou, uh, Burkina Faso, in 1998. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And uh, 15 ratifications were required. Uh, to put it into force and it did come into force in 2004 and the judges, first judges were elected in 2006 Mm -hmm. and started operations in 2006 and 2007 the judges Mm -hmm. moved to Arusha, Tanzania where is the seat of that Mm -hmm. court. Now, as of March this year, the court had received 35 applications, but you've already disposed 20 of those. That's very Preci- quick. Precisely. How many cases then from 2006 have you handled as the African court? Yeah, the whole number of cases up to uh, July f- is 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the number of cases which we have, which have been filed in our court. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one came from, from, from Senegal, just two years after the court came into force. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we re- rejected that because Senegal is n- has not made a declaration. Mm-hmm. Now, to get to, uh, for a case to come to the, our court, yes. one a state has to make a ratification. Mm-hmm. And out of the 54 African states, only 29 African states have ratified that protocol. Mm-hmm. Now, for individuals and NGOs to come to our court, uh, a state has to make a declaration. Mm-hmm. And uh, Article 34, sub Article 6. Now, out of those 29 African states which have ratified the protocol, only seven have made the declaration. Mm-hmm. So, all these cases you hear about, most of them are coming from those seven states. Mm-hmm. Is there any relation or similarities between the African Court of Justice and the International Criminal Court, the ICC? No, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing at all. Because mm-hmm. that court deals with criminal cases. Mm, I uh, see. Against mm-hmm. humanity, against war crimes, and uh, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But us, is we are dealing purely on human rights. Is there a sense perhaps that there is very little known about the existence of the African court? Or I, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Very mm-hmm. little is known. I agree. Mm-hmm. And, and what are you doing to, to, to change that? We are doing quite a lot. We go around uh, African states, talking to them, 
uh, we meet members of parliament, we meet law, 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 lawyers, we meet uh, human rights institutions, we meet NGOs, we meet uh, judges, and we try to tell them about the court. Mm-hmm. We did that lastly, lately in Lesotho uh, in July this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did that in uh, Z- Zambia. I was there. Uh, it was the end of last year, I think in November last year. We have already done it here in South Africa. Mm-hmm. In fact, tomorrow I'm going to talk to the law societies of Southern Africa. They have invited me to go and to talk to them about the court and mm-hmm. then the implications and the challenges for South Africa not having made the declaration which allows individuals and NGOs to come to the court. Mm-hmm. Because South Africa has made the ratifications, it's ratified, mm-hmm. but has not made the declaration. Only 26 uh, countries ratified. Why is that the case? Only 29. 29. 29. Yeah. We really don't know. It's a political decision. We really don't know. But we go around telling them to do that. In fact, on Monday, I was talking to the Pan-African Parliament, where you have members of parliament from all the 54 African countries. And I told them, please go and plead with your executives. Tell them to ratify the protocol and to make the declaration. Now, we've identified one challenge, and that is awareness. What are some of the other challenges that the court is facing? Uh, another challenge we're facing is that uh, the judges are not full-time. Mm. Apart from me, the president, other judges just come there uh, four times a year uh, for three to for two to three weeks. Uh, we were there in September. We are going again to meet in November, November, December. So we meet just four times a year mm. and for about two or three weeks each session. That is one of the challenges. But the second challenge is that we don't have staff. Mm. We don't have lawyers. I think at the moment we have just about seven or eight lawyers uh, to handle all these uh, cases. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we are very much understaffed. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is we do not have as yet a permanent headquarters. Mm -hmm. Uh, The seat of of the court is in Tanzania. Uh, the Tanzanian government, thank for it. They have given us some accommodation, mm-hmm. but it is not enough. We are on the process of seeking to build a permanent uh, headquarters or the court seat mm-hmm. in Arusha. We've seen some human rights abuses on the continent. And yeah. uh, uh, what are you as the court doing to, to ensure that even some of the countries which is not ratified, that they are being addressed, these issues of human rights abuses? Well, the thing is, as I said, there is the Commission, the Human Rights Commission, the African Commission of Human Rights and uh, Human and People's Rights, which is based in Banjul, and then the court based in Tanzania. Now, the Human Rights Commission is, does not require uh, this making of declaration. So they can get uh, applications and what they call uh, informations from any, any country. Mm-hmm. And then the Human Rights Commission in Banjul can bring a case to us. For instance, Kenya. Mm-hmm. Kenya has ratified the protocol uh, which created the court, but Kenya has not uh, made the declaration allowing the individuals and NGOs to come to us. Mm-hmm. But there is a small tribe called Egwek tribe on the Kenya escarpment. 
Now, the government have decided to take them out of their uh, residence in mm. the mountains because the government wants to develop that area. Mm. Now, these people have gone to Banjul, to the commission, and the commission has taken that case to us. And we had that case in December in, uh, in Addis Ababa when we were having a court there. Mm-hmm. The, the case is still in, in court, but that is an instance where human rights uh, abuses or violations from anywhere can come to us mm-hmm. through the commission. South Africa is in hot water with the ICC for letting go of the president, uh, al-Bashir. I know. Uh, that case of the Sudanese president, was that ever brought be- before your court? No, it has not. Mm-hmm. It has not. And, and why do you think is that the case? Well, because uh, that is a violation of the criminal uh, aspects uh, which is dealt with by the Mm-hmm. The, the the ICC, mm-hmm. not by Af- our court. So so the human uh, rights abuses will not fall into that category where you would take care of that? Well, mm-hmm. there are some aspects of human rights in violations. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, in these war crimes and whatnot, there are aspects of human rights there. But now the whole question of the violations of the criminal charges mm-hmm. are handled by the... ICC. Mm-hmm. And it is the African countries themselves who have ratified the Rome Protocol. Mm-hmm. And incidentally, 39 African states mm-hmm. have ratified, no, 35 African states have ratified the Roman Statute, mm-hmm. while only 29 have ratified this mm-hmm. uh, protocol so, creating mm-hmm. our court. So you need to find the other six that have signed. <laughs> at, least, <laughs> at least the other six should come to us. To, for the promotion of human rights. Your Excellency, thank you so much for your thank time. You. It was wonderful chatting uh, to you. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. That was His Excellency, the President of the African Court, Agostino Ramadani.